a voice. And last week we had Cormac Monaghan on to announce that Colin Wilkinson is the 2017 IPOY, the Irish Person of the Year. And on the line with us this morning, we do have Colin. A very good morning to you, Colin. How are you? How are you, Ken? Good I'm morning, Colin. Great. And Mark is Ken here as Mark. well. How are you, Mark? Very good. Congratulations, Colin. Thanks oh, for doing thank this. thank you very, very much. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm very surprised, I have to say. <laughs> Quite an honour. It's the last thing I thought anybody would be. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very. It's a great honour. Yeah, thank you. It was. uh, It was worth moving to Toronto back in what eighty (laughs) nine. I think you came. Was it? Yeah, definitely. I was. I was actually every year saying, "When are they going to make me?" (laughs) Yeah. How yeah, did you no, end that's up the here, longest Colin? time. I'm here actually uh, 20, um, what is it, 28 years now. That's the longest time I've ever been in one place. Is that right? Nice? Even in Ireland, never had owned this long anywhere. No, yeah. never. That's something now. And uh, mm. how did you end up uh, coming out here to Toronto? Maybe you can let the listeners know. Well, for have you got a couple of hours? Irish, of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> I I finished in New York um, on the Broadway um, run of Les Miserables, and I went back home uh, because, um, which surprised everybody on Broadway. They were saying, "Why would you leave this show?" And I said, "Because I miss Ireland. I want to go home for Christmas." So they were all a bit stunned at that. I have to say. However, we went home for Christmas, and while I was there, I was actually I got myself a green card. I actually had a green card, and uh, I was going to go into America, back into America. That's where we were heading. Got a call. Uh, would I come in? Uh, um, I'd done the workshop of the Phantom of the Opera for, for Andrew Lloyd Webber at his home in Sydmonton. I was the original Phantom, and they wanted me to do it, but I was already contracted for Les Miserables. So when this came up and I was out of Les Miserables and um, they were putting the new production of Phantom on here, I believe wherever I had a conversation with Garth Drabinsky here and he says, you should get Colin Wilkinson to do this. He was my first choice for the Phantom, but he wasn't available. So why don't you get him to do your show? So Drabinsky got on to me and asked me to come over here. I came over here for six months with an option of six and I'm here 28 years later. Wonderful, wonderful, and uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for there by by you two. Uh, I, I'm assuming you have found now what you're looking for. Well, you? yeah, to a certain degree. <laughs> I I, um, I uh, still uh, sort of miss Ireland very much, obviously, uh, but um, uh, yeah, um, uh, we I came to North America with uh, for two reasons. One to get uh, good uh, quality employment, if I could, and also uh, a good um, sort of standard or of living or a good class of life for my family and myself. And I found both of those, actually, in Toronto. Uh, like, America was very, very uh, attractive as well, but I found both of those in, uh, in, uh, in Toronto. I got the, the Phantom was a very big success. And um, uh, we stayed on here. I actually surrendered a green car, believe it or not. I'll never forget the look of the guy's face, the American <laughs> consul, when I gave back my green car. Anyway, that, that, that's basically uh, the story, how I got here. Uh, I just kept on renewing. Dravinsky kept on asking me to uh, stay on, and uh, I just kept on renewing my contract. And eventually I just said, okay, I might as well stay here. So yeah, um, it was great city, clean city, safe city. Um, a great. I met some great people. Actually, the last time I was talking on this radio show was to uh, my good friend Eamon, yes. Eamon O'Loughlin. And um, so it, it, it's um, it's been uh, it's been very Toronto's been very very good to me and very good to us. 
um, uh, as a city. I, I have to say I'm getting a little bit pissed off, if that's the expression that's used, with the cold now. Yeah, yeah. We never get used to that. That's for sure. We'd never get used to it. No, no, no. But it's been a great, uh, it's been a, um, a great city to us and for us. Yeah. The years certainly fly by. I mean, there was an, oh, there was man. another reason I, I picked mm. that U two song. I mean, mm. they're they're about to go on their Joshua Tree tour. Yeah. Thirty years, and I think I was reading that that Broadway uh, when you played Jean Valjean yeah. in uh, March was in 1987 as well. So oh, yeah. thirty yeah. years ago, it's hard to believe when, no, where no, those that's, years that's, go. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And um, that song I did, the, the, I put the two of them together. MLK uh, was uh, the Martin Luther King thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought that Sleep, Sleep Tonight was great because yes. uh, he wrote that at the grave of uh, Martin Luther King. I thought mm. it sort of, it molded, uh, it went very, very well with I, I've Climbed Highest Mountain, which is what basically a lot of, uh, sort of the tenor of the speech that he made, you know, that Martin Luther King made. So, it was great to be able to do that, yeah. 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 Colm, do you, uh, do you find yourself uh, saying no to a lot of gigs these days? Are you getting a lot of invitations, for example, to go back to Ireland and, and do some yeah, gigs Yeah, I'm going back to Ireland actually on Tuesday. I'm um, oh, going good. back to do six concerts. And um, I'd like to spend more time in Ireland, actually, if yeah. I could, yeah, because um, yeah, I, c- I can. So... Um, at this stage in my life and this day, my age, yeah. I, I think I, I just miss my friends and, and uh, at this stage we're all getting on. We're not yeah. getting any younger, so I'd like, to, I'd like to spend more time with my mates and all that, yeah. and, and Deirdre as well. We'd like to spend more time at home. But I do, I do get a lot of, um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, but I, I, you know what, I'm not being dismissive about it, and it's great to be asked. Yeah. But at the same time, um, uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not actually jumping on the phone anymore. You know, and right. it's not. It's just. It's not. It's just a matter of. Uh, you know, it's, you can do what you can do, and uh, I'm still relatively good at what I do in terms of singing and stuff like that, and I still go out. But um, no, it, it, traveling, uh, traveling on planes nowadays is, is a pain in the butt. You know, and. Uh, the the going from place to place and all that. So I take on what I can. Let's put it that way. I take mm-hmm. on what I want or what I can do. And if I don't, okay, I don't you know, that's it. Yeah. Should give myself yeah. and Ken first rate of refusal on those declines. Now we can fill your boots. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I know. I know. That, uh, I heard actually. I heard a rumor that you guys are always willing to, uh, 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 you know, give it a lash. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Give it a lash is the word, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, we uh, we were chatting last week about your performance on the Centenary program there. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. we actually played that your song, One There, when oh, you two yeah. sang. And, um, yeah. you know, fo- that was, I watched that show live and it was mm. absolutely brilliant. It must have been something to be part of that, was it? You know what, um, guys, um, it, was, um, it was something that I, they phoned me up uh, uh, tell me uh, when I'm, I'm wrapping on. Tell me when you want to wrap up here. They phoned me up here and they said uh, we'd like you to be part of the centenary show. Centenary show, 1916, a celebration of the 1916 uh, rising, etc. East rising. And I said, yeah, that's great. And um, they said we gave me three songs and I picked that song. And um, um, they, uh, uh, I, sa- I actually discussed it with Deirdre, you know, whether, again, it was one of those things, will I go over or not? It's just for one thing. 
and uh, we wanted to go over at that particular time and to be quite sort of selfish about it, we thought, well, look, RTE are paying for this. They'll they'll bring us over and they'll put us up in a hotel. They look after us really well. And at the same time, we can extend our stay and do a little bit of business. And that was the that was I swear to God that's that was the, when I went over. That was sort of the premise we went over on. Now, don't get me wrong. I was going. To, I was looking forward to doing the song because we, I'd more or less arrange it on computer with the way you do these days. Uh, with guys, the uh, Gavin Murphy's the MD who on that show, and he's my MD when I go back home. And uh, he, uh, we were phoning back and forward and getting ideas for the song. And he put together the orchestration was beautiful. I was really looking forward to doing it. Um, uh, it was big. There was a choir involved in that, uh, and I said, let's use the choir at the end and do all that gospel stuff. So uh, to uh, when, but I, to cut a long story short, when we got there. Guys, it was a different story. When we got there and we got the board, gosh, I thought this was going to be sort of a bit of a rowdy dow job. And I'm not being dismissive, but RTE tend to produce some, you know, fairly sketchy sort of stuff. And I thought myself that this was, um, this might be a little bit, you know, they, they yeah, never have yeah. budgets, you know. But when we saw what they were doing with this show, even the look of the show, yeah. even the preparation, it was just extraordinary. I couldn't believe what they were doing, and I thought, this is serious stuff. And that, I didn't even know who else was on, to be quite honest. And then I saw the lineup, and I saw where I was, and I saw, and then the, the nerves, the hard air started kicking in big time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I started wondering whether. I, but you know, I wanted to say, this is what the long story, but this is what I want to say. The feeling, guys, behind that stage of everybody being so proud to be there. That day yeah. was amazing. It came across. It certainly it came across really in the show. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It was really emotional. And you know, the other thing that really got to me big time was the kids who were playing on that show yeah. were so proud of being Irish and so proud of their heritage. And it was that vibe behind, and all of the people involved, all of the people from the production end of it, from the people backstage, there was this sort of feeling of, we've got to do this one right, and we've got it, and everybody gave it 100%. And it was one of the best shows to be involved with in my career from that aspect. Mm -hmm. Everybody was pulling together. Everybody was doing their utmost to make that show what it was. And fortunately, it turned out pretty good. Oh, it did, yeah. It was very, very good. Yeah, I was really really proud, actually, of what they did there. Really proud, yeah. Brilliant stuff. stuff. Well, you'll be proud on March the 5th anyway, standing on the stage, huh? Well, I hope so. I I mean, I'm looking for it's not a gig, so I'll just come (laughs) along and they'll, they'll, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, people will sort of, as as I heard once, they'll be sort of saying things with their lip trembling with insincerity, but it'll be a good day. It'll be a great day. And I'm I'm very, very fortunate and very, uh, very happy and delighted to be asked. Good man. Uh, I'm sure, well uh, Deirdre, and you're, you have four children, right? I have four kids, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're all, they're all grown up now, are they? They're all, yeah, they're all, um, uh, yeah, they're all gone, they're out of here, and they, but they, when they come back, man, it's, uh, it's a bit chaotic. But what I was going to say to you, how, how, long, how long are you guys doing this show now, I've forgotten? Well, uh, Eamon passed away four years ago, so yeah. we took it over uh, 
pretty yeah. much right away yeah. uh, in, in uh, February yep. of, uh, of yeah. that year. So yeah, four years going and uh, terrific. Still one, li- still one listener out there. So it's good. No, you know? no, no. That's great. That's great stuff. <laughs> no, it's always great to uh, you know to get the Irish message out of, uh, across the airways. And thank you very much for doing that. Uh, you're you're good. very welcome. Thanks a million for your time on this too. Oh, not at all, guys. It's a it's a pleasure and a pleasure to talk to you and um, keep her going, Patsy, as they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know why they asked me to be this person, but however, I, I'll, I as, as somebody said in one of the, uh, the the awards, I think it was the the, the Oscars said, um, I don't deserve this, but I have arthritis as well. I don't deserve that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, brilliant. Okay, okay, guys, see you on the fifth. Yeah, yeah we'll enjoy it. Thanks, thanks, thanks a million. All the best. Bye, bye, bye.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Very good. Well, we're off to the nation's capital to get the news from Ireland with Mr. Desmond Avoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning there, Mark and Ken. Fantastic interview, lads. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Northern Ireland appears headed for a very early Assembly election, less than a year after the last poll. While the Northern political scene has been a bit of a gong show of late, it became a fully-fledged train wreck this past Monday when Deputy First Minister Martin McInnes resigned his post. He made the move because First Minister Arlene Foster refused to step aside, even temporarily, during a called-for independent investigation into the so-called cash-for-ash renewable heating scheme. Under the law, Sinn Féin would have seven days after Monday to nominate a new deputy first minister. But the party insisted this week that it would not be doing that. The party also said that only an assembly election, likely in late February or early March, could break the impasse. McGuinness's decision resulted in a flurry of meetings throughout the week, with Taoiseach Enda Kenny meeting Sinn Féin President Jerry Adams in Dublin on Wednesday and Kenny phoning Foster and McGuinness by telephone to see if there could be a negotiated settlement to stave off an election. From Wednesday to Thursday, Britain's Northern Ireland Secretary James Brokenshire engaged in talks with Northern parties while the South's Foreign Affairs Minister Charlie Flanagan held talks at Stormont Castle with, Far- with Foster and McGuinness. However, by the end of the day on Thursday, the writing appeared to be on the wall. The Irish Times reports that Flanagan has said that an election was, quote, even more likely than it had appeared on Monday morning. His British counterpart agreed that, quote, a high probability remains that we are heading towards an election. In a related story, part of the reason for McGuinness's departure may not only be cash for ash, but the revelation that the former IRA commander is receiving treatment for amylodosis, a rare disease caused by deposits of an abdominal of an abnormal protein, rather, amyloid, in tissues and organs. These deposits can cause tissues or organs to stop working properly. These deposits can lead to the stiffening of the heart muscle, leading to symptoms such as shortness of breath, weight loss, fatigue and dizziness. Many of these cases occur as rare complications of blood or inflammatory conditions. Before the first case was identified in 1986, these cases were often misdiagnosed as heart disease or high blood pressure. Since then, a cluster of cases has been found in County Belegal, where up to 1% of the population are estimated to possess the genetic mutation. Well, a follow-up now on a story we brought you on Christmas Eve that the occupation of Apollo House has come to an end. By this past Thursday, 11 remaining less residents had left the former office building on, Dublin's ta- on downtown Dublin's Tower Street and moved into either housing or hotel accommodation paid for by the Home Sweet Home campaign. The High Court, which let the occupiers stay in place over the Christmas holidays until this week, heard that a final group of 10 had left by 10.30 on Thursday morning, many hugging and crying as they left, with a final homeless man leaving later that afternoon. 
This campaign has only just begun, promised HSH campaigner Brendan Ogle. Homeless campaigner Father Peter McVeary commended the occupiers that they had done the job to have, quote, highlighted the issue of homelessness. At least 80 residents have found alternative accommodation, but McVeary said that it was best that the house was round up, as it was not a good long-term solution. This week in Irish history, Taoiseach Sean Lamass meets Northern Ireland's Prime Minister Terence O'Neill at Stormont Castle today, January 14, 1965. It is the first meeting between Northern and Southern leaders since partition in 1922. On January 13, 1941, famed Irish author James Joyce, who wrote novels such as Ulysses and Dubliners, dies in Zurich, Switzerland. On January 13, 1729, orator, statesman, philosopher, and the father of modern conservatism, Edmund Burke is born in Dublin. On January 11, 1939, the Irish National Teachers Organization calls for the lifting of the ban that prevents married women from teaching. On January 9, 1929, playwright Brian Friel is born in Omagh, County Tyrone. He will become one of Ireland's most famous modern playwrights with plays like Dancing at Lugnasa, Translations, and Philadelphia, Here I Come. On January 8, 1871, James Craig, the first Viscount Craig Avon, is born in Belfast. He would later become Northern Ireland's first Prime Minister. And on the same day in 1979, 50 people are killed when the oil tanker Beetlejuice explodes at the oil terminal on Whitty Island in Bantry Bay while discharging oil. Well, finally from us this week, good karma goes around, but this is still something. A Portadown restaurant owner could not believe that a family left behind a £1,000 sterling tip at the Indian Tree restaurant on Carlton Street in Portadown, County Armagh. A family of five had just finished their 79-pound meal, but when it came time to settle the bill, the anonymous customer tacked on the four-figure sum to commend the service and cooking. The customer, a native of Portadown who lives abroad, has been going to the restaurant since 2002 and always asks for the chef by name. Owner Luna Akush told the Belfast Telegraph that, quote, we're still very much in shock, calling the tip massive. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Discover Ireland with great value fares from Aer Lingus. Fly from Toronto to Dublin from $699 round trip, including all taxes and fees. Great fee fares are also available from Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, and more. For travel between March 1st and March 31st, restrictions apply. Smart Flies Aer Lingus. Hurry and book by this Monday, January 16th, online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the gang at Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slan Go Foil. I am a bold and daunted fox that never yet was trapped or caught. Me rent to rates and taxes I was willing for to pay. I made me name and find good land between Tipperary and Knocklong. Where my forefathers lived and died three thousand years ago. I lived as happy as King Saul and loved me neighbours one and all. Had no animosity for either friend or foe Then I was of late betrayed by one who was a fool I know He told me I should leave the place and show me face no more The day that he evicted me, it's then I knew that I should flee Late one night I took his life and left him lying low 
He fell victim to a shot, his agency was soon forgot. From that day on, they're searching for Farmer Michael Hayes. Soon there was a great lookout, be land and see myself to rout. From Dublin Quay to Belfast, along the region sea. They telegraphed, they didn't desert a great reward for my arrest. Me figure size and foreign, me name without mistake. They broke their brogs a thousand pairs, this great reward for two of ten. Still their search was all in vain for farmer Michael Hayes. They searched Tipperary or and or the garden fields near Galtimore. They then went into Wexford town but did not long delay. Through Ballyhale and Stranmore they searched the woods as they went on. It's they were hungry, wet and cold before the break of day. You may roam the world but far and near, but never such a tale you'll hear. Of a fox to get away so clear as I did from them hounds. They searched the rocks, the gulfs, the caves, the ships, the liners in the bays. The ferry boats and steamers as they were gone to sea. Around the coast they made a steer from Poolbeg Lighthouse to Kentlear. Killarney Town and Speechley they then crossed into Clare. When they landed on the shore they searched to rush from tip to toe. They searched the baths at Sweetless Dune like Wisemill Town, Malbec. Galway been a place of fame they thought was there I might remain. All and then for a game from all like them.
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 The Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Very good, the Galway Arms. Get down there and enjoy a pint. We uh, often try and get down there, sneak <laughs> into the office on the <laughs> west we side. Uh, before that, uh, ad, of course, it was the unmistakable sound of Planksty there and Farmer Hayes. I think he mentions almost every town and county in Ireland in every that song. Every town huh? in Mayo. I heard a anyway, lot of Mayo. A lot of Mayo, Mayo stuff there, anyway, there yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, this... Uh, this, young, not from Mayo, this young she? lady uh, is not from Mayo, no. <laughs> I'd say she's been there, though. I'd say so, too. Anyway, it's around this time of the year that uh, our friend Terry Smith does great work in this city with her uh, JustSocks.ca charity. And we welcome you to the show. Terry, a very good morning to you. Well, good morning, Ken and Mark. And yes, indeed, I have been to Mayo and absolutely love it. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> I'd say you've been to almost every town in Ireland as well. Well, I have, and actually my sister and I are going back uh, to Ireland in April, so we'll catch a few more ones that ah, we missed. good. Like our, our ancestors' town, Bird Hill. Way. Um, teeny tiny outside of Tipperary, and uh, we just discovered that. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's another story. Know it well, yeah. <laughs> Very good. And uh, on a day like today, when it's, I don't know, minus... 10 or something like that out there. You do need the warm socks. So you're at it again this year, Terry, and fair play to you for doing it. But oh. just docs, just socks.ca. Give us uh, what you're up to right now. Oh, well, thanks so much, Ken. We really appreciate you uh, helping us uh, every year. This is our third year for our emergency sock drive. And um, this is a great weekend to start it because, as you say, it is bitterly cold out there. I was out for my uh, walk this morning and came back and thought, Oh, I'm I'm glad we're starting this weekend. And um, you know, as as your listeners know, they've been very very uh, helpful to us each year. Twenty dollars buys twenty five pairs of uh, really good socks that uh, we have made especially for this purpose. McGregor Socks is our partner, and uh, they have created a special sock. I think I may have talked about it last year, but we actually now have them and are distributing them, and the charities have told us that the people that are in need really, really love our socks because uh, they keep them warm, they keep them dry, and it's a quality that they can get used to. You know, they know that they can rely on us. So, in the past two years, we have distributed over 125,000 pairs of socks. Amazing. Yeah, well it is. It is. And, uh, and we now have partnerships with over 70 registered charities who actually distribute these socks on our behalf. And, um, you know, we, we're just so grateful for the donations that we have. And this year, um, we started a big sock drop last year in the middle of our campaign to get the socks out as quickly as we could. 
And so this year, our big sock drop is Friday, February the 3rd, and we have almost, I think we have 40 charities coming with their trucks, and we will have 40,000 pairs of socks that we will distribute, thanks to, in part, Ken Tracy, you, uh, because you connected us with DSB, the Air Freight and Shipping Company, who is our partner and who have been just so generous uh, transporting our socks uh, in and around the city and helping us with our big sock drive. So uh, in order to do that, we need to get some donations in and make sure that we've got enough money to buy the 40,000 pairs of socks (laughs) that are sitting in McGregor's warehouse. So uh, would appreciate your listeners, if they can uh, donate to Just Socks, justsocks.ca, uh, a $20 donation gets you online, an immediate online tax receipt back, and uh, we can buy so many pairs of socks uh, from from your listeners and uh, and from people who, who help us out during our drive. The drive runs this weekend right through to February the 15th, and um, we're just, uh, you know, hoping that we can... Uh, uh, continue to uh, raise the money and and distribute socks um, in a in a good Wonderful. way. $20 sure it hardly buy you a cup of coffee anymore. Come on. Get this, get get the get it out there folks. Get the fingers working to justsocks.ca and uh, 20 bucks. Come on. Well put, put some warm socks on some folks there. It'd be great. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank and you. And I'm, I'm glad those fellas at DSV are still helping you out. That's good. I was afraid to mention it in case they weren't, you know. No, they are, and they've <laughs> been fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're now, um, we actually had a couple of charity, uh, um, not charities, but the companies in Vancouver who over the Christmas sock drive uh, had corporate sock drives, and their employees um, raised enough money that uh, we are shipping socks out to two charities in Vancouver uh, via DSV, which is incredible. And uh, a week before Christmas, uh, we had a call from one of our donors advising us that there were children ages 4 to 12 uh, on a native reserve uh, in northern Saskatchewan, Stanley Mission, it's called, 300 kilometers north of Prince Albert, and who were in desperate need of socks. So we uh, gathered the forces and uh, ran around and got 900 pairs of socks, well went done. over to McGregor's Warehouse, packed them all up, and uh, got them shipped. Actually, they were air freighted to Saskatoon and then trucked to Stanley Mission uh, just in time for Christmas. So it was, uh, you Amazing. know, That's it was great. A, a great uh, a great way for uh, for us to celebrate the fact that we could at least help kids who were really in desperate need. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Are you doing anything in uh, in Calgary, in Alberta? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but we're rebroadcast every Sunday morning out in uh, in Calgary. So I don't know if there's anything happening uh, there Well, that's you. great to know. Well, I'll give you a call a little later because we are doing a special, we hope to do a special campaign where McGregor will... Uh, We'll do uh, do some work for us uh, in in helping to raise awareness across the country. So um, we'll have another chat about that. Good, good, good. <laughs> good. I know you're know. busy. Thank you. I yeah, didn't know that. Well, that's good. Yeah, fabulous. Well, listen, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, again, JustSocks.ca, twenty dollars buys twenty five pairs of socks, and uh, and I'll be sending you guys over uh, samples of our socks because hey. you, you wonderful. Them. <laughs> ah, that's great. Keep our our toes warm as well. Exactly. Thank you so much. Appreciate well, it. Well, Terry, every uh, every year when you come on here now and do this, it always gives me the excuse to pull out uh, one of my favorite bands from Clare, Socks in the Frying Pan. Exactly. And uh, we got them lined up for you and uh, all the work that you're doing with Just socks.ca thanks a million for calling in oh thanks so much take care chat guys. to you soon bye thank you bye bye
Ah, uh, yeah, Deadly Stuff. Socks in the Frying Pan from uh, their uh, album called Return of the Giant Sock Monster. But I'm sure uh, <laughs> Terry Smith now uh, won't be putting any monsters in her packs of socks. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so we didn't get a chance to chat sport off the top there. No, McElroy, uh, yep. second down in South Africa, yes. even through the old back pain, apparently. Yep. He had a bit of back pain. So, fair play. Three shots back <clears throat> from uh, Graham Storm. And Leinster, big win last night. What was the score in that game now? Do you 57-3 remember? against Montpellier. Wow. So they're automatic. They'll win that pool. So they'll go into the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. And Connacht had a massive uh, win. Big win for them, they, yeah. They tore Zebra to shreds there this morning. 66-21. And then Munster are on in Glasgow, I think, at half five. Well, yeah. uh, whatever, yeah, half twelve our time. And uh, Ulster and Exeter tomorrow. So... Um, that's big. I'd say the Munster Glasgow now that'll be that'll be a tight game. Probably yeah. it won't be uh, much in that. Um, so uh, I see that Walters could be out for the Ireland v Wales game. He's not playing today, and um, he's uh, got some knee trouble, which uh, will uh, would not be good, I suppose. Although we've got a few lads there that could probably pot in a few goals, but he has been a good soldier for us, and uh, would be disappointing to see him miss that game. And also, if he's out in March, I'm over in Stoke. My uh, Ronan is um, over there and they play the Stoke Academy. And Mm. then they actually go to the uh, Stoke-Chelsea game and they get to meet all the players. So it'd be a a shame now if I was there with my Irish jersey on. And And him not there. And Walter's not there. I know. He might show up anyway. Maybe Glenn Whelan would be there though. (laughs) It'd be good. Uh, Anyway, uh, speaking of Wales, I don't know if you caught this story, but... um, a man who uh, played uh, many blinders for Wales, Shane Williams. He had 87 caps for Wales and 60 tries. Did you see that he actually had to play Gaelic? I did, yeah. He played in Donegal. In Donegal and Glen Swilly. Glen yeah. Swilly, yeah, against St. Mary's. Him. And uh, slotted home four points, no less. Yeah, not a bother on him. This is uh, part of AIB's... Um, they they have this uh, a program um, the AAB have that it's the toughest trade it's called yeah yeah I've never I've never caught it oh have you uh, not no uh, no so last year or anything like that last year it was uh, Aidan O'Shea switched with a, an American football player he came over here and Aiden oh went I remember over there maybe you talking kick. about that yeah. right okay there's another one as Same well thing. Okay. doesn't come to mind but um, yeah that's a good uh, it's a novel a novel thing yeah now was oh, it a junior game he played. Or is it, it was a, a. It was a. Um, it was a uh, just a, an arranged match. An arranged match. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. It Got was, us, yeah. uh, It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Uh, what do you call it? It was just a challenge game. Yeah. But uh, sure, he'd know how to. Then the Swilly are the. Uh, they're the. They're the senior football champions there in Dundee. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, good. Good. Some good stock up there. And your boys are at it today. I against uh, Mead playing Mead in the O'Byrne Cup yeah, yeah. have you got any uh, is no, it later it's or? later on now oh, today okay. 7 o'clock tonight I think Might isn't be, it yeah I think so yeah uh, very good grand. Um, take care of Mead there's a fella uh, Dubliner James McGee um, and you may recognise his name from tennis he uh, last year was uh, yeah. very unfortunate uh, not to make the final round and uh, yesterday he beat uh, a French fella Yep. to get in to play an Australian today to try and make it into the the final ra- the um, tournament to if actually you will. make yeah, it into the actually. tournament proper. Yeah. But unfortunately, came up short again today. Oh, he lost, did he? He lost. Oh, to I didn't get that Blake result. Mott. He lost seven six three six six three. So he will not be uh, in the official Australian Open, unfortunately. And um, 
I, I thought I'd just touch on that one. The the return uh, the um, what do you call them socks in the frying pan? There, the, the name of that was spaceships and frying pans, and uh, I picked that particular track because I heard uh, during the week there a commercial for Chris Hadfield, a good Miltonian. Yes, uh, is um, performing uh, a show that he's got going on at Board Gosh Centre. So uh, in Dublin and Colm mentioned the board guard centre there earlier. So anyway, just thought I'd give him a, a shout out. Good stuff. We'll do an old tune here before we, will. we do the calendar um, events, will we? We will do that. And uh, I, this one here, because they're uh, celebrating their uh, 30 years of the Joshua Tree um, and we live in one of God's great countries. It's In God's Country by U2. over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget the widget makes every can of guinness all right folks here we go with the guinness community calendar of events for 
Saturday, January the 14th, the St. Patrick's Parade Society launches their Parents in the Six competition to celebrate the 30th year of the Modern Day Parade. It's a VIP prize for two flights from Dublin to Toronto. Uh, you'll get collected at the airport. You'll have a room at the downtown Sheridan Hotel, tickets to the Grand Marshal's Ball, tickets to the parade breakfast, and a VIP car in the Toronto Parade. To win the amazing prize, all entrants have to do is convince the judging panel why they deserve it. And you can get in touch with the folks there at the stpatrickstoronto.com. That's their website. Or you can tweet them at stpatrickstoronto and uh, get in touch with uh, St. Patrick's. Parade Society. The Eamon O'Loughlin Irish Canadian Immigration Centres is uh, celebrating their fifth anniversary and they're doing that at their offices at 44 Victoria Street, Suite 1620. Everybody is welcome and that's taking place on Thursday, January the 19th between 3 and 7 p.m. The Ireland Fund of Canada, uh, the Young Leaders, they are they're having their Black Tie and Boots Night. And that's taking place on Saturday, January the 21st at 8 p.m. So it's the second annual fancy dress costume themed hoedown. So you can start planning your best half country, half black tie outfit and join them in um, the best country bar in Canada. Boots and Bourbon on 725 Queen Street East in Toronto. The uh, price of tickets are $50 for individuals, or if you put a group of 10 together, you can get in for $400. A Terrible Beauty, Voices from 1916, is taking place on February the 1st at 8pm at the Arts and Letters Club. That's at 14 Elm Street in Toronto. Tickets are only $10 to that, and you can give them a call at 416-932-3960. There'll be um, readings from statements, extracts from letters and speeches, and uh, the day-by-day happenings around 1916. It is directed by Lucy Brennan, and I believe the last event that this happened, tickets sold out very quickly, and uh, people had to be turned away, so you want to get in early for that. On Saturday, February the 4th, from 8pm till 11 30, there's an open door Cayley and everybody is welcome, beginners and advanced alike. It's taking place at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are only $15 for that. It's a cash bar. There'll be Barry's Irish Tea and home-baked treats. There'll be uh, great music, dancing uh, with Cayley, set and waltzing. There's free parking and it's TTC accessible. You can give Geraldine a call at 416-573-1205 or Mary a call at 905-330- 7972. And of course, we had uh, Colin Wilkinson on earlier. His big day, the Irish Person of the Year event, will take place on Sunday, March the 5th at 12 noon in the Toronto Hilton. Tickets are only $65, and you can get them by ordering them on uh, by email, ipoytoronto at gmail.com, or give Kitty Freely a call, 905 773 4136. The Ireland Fund of Canada, the largest world's largest and longest St. Patrick's Day luncheon is taking place on Friday, March the 10th. And uh, Alan Doyle will be the entertainment again along with the beautiful gypsies. So uh, get on to the Ireland Fund of Canada and get your tickets. If you've got an event that you want to let us know about, send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com and you can check out all the uh, phone numbers and websites on our site, saturdayirishradio.com. And just, I uh, got a note uh, late uh, yesterday evening, Ken, didn't make its way onto your uh, list, and it will be there from now on, but the search is now on for the 2017 Toronto Rose. Hey. So if you are or know a young uh, Irish or Irish-Canadian woman between the age of 18 and 27, 
they'd be a great representative for the Rose of Tralee and have them contact Shannon Rush um, you can email her at torontoroseoftralee at hotmail.com and applications are open until February the 20th and uh, then there's going to be a big day at the Rose Ball on May 13th at the King's Garden Banquet Hall so again email torontoroseoftralee at hotmail.com Kenny very good alright excellent stuff well um that's about it. Another wrap. Thanks to uh, Colm uh, Wilkinson for calling in and Terry Smith on JustSocks.ca. And I want to just throw out, uh, we'll go out with Colm here mm-hmm. and uh, his uh, song from Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah. And I thought I'd throw it out. There's a few birthday girls out there. Yep. Um, this month, uh, my mum had a birthday. Whoa. And uh, my first wife is having a birthday coming up this week and uh, an aunt of mine Maeve Finan as well is having a birthday coming up so uh, congrats ladies on your 21st again good I heard there was a secret card that David played and it pleased the Lord but you don't really care for music do you and it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major lift the bathful king composing for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430 CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international community.